Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. things first i gotta say they put together an impressive card it was and we were saying um half the reason why we wanted to do that intro for this card was because we knew it was going to be a good card because we're <laughs> big ufc fans and mixed martial arts fans in general and we knew a bit about these fighters and had seen some of the previous fights and we just wanted to get it out there that this is going to be a really good card get behind these fighters and they weren't disappointed yeah they delivered yep absolutely um so- and they delivered a really action-packed card where you saw some some fighters put on some great performances and some fighters who got a bit ahead of themselves and paid the price. Yeah, some fighters. Each one and see how they matched up with our predictions, which our predictions were perfect, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, don't even check. Uh, don't even bother checking that. We'll let you know. Um, so the first one, we got the Turkish Delight versus the internet favourite, Ben Wynn. Ben um, 10, sponsored by Reddit. Sponsored by Reddit. How good was that to see? <laughs> that was awesome. Um, it, I thought it was also funny in the pre-fight, um, there was no footage of his internet sensation fight. <laughs> yeah. Because UFC he doesn't believe in buying footage. No way. We've I got mean, enough of our own. They spent enough money on just buying footage. <laughs> <laughs> They've learned that lesson yep. from pride. <laughs> so yeah, so Ben 10 um, is in the flyweight division. Uh, straight off the card well I didn't realise actually before until I uh, looked up now but he was actually a late, late replacement for Richie Vass Richie Vass yeah another uh, good talent from Australia from the Tough Ashes series and this would have been his legitimate weight division as well would have been interesting to see how he went but Ben 10 was in there Ben 10 gets the call up and wasn't he impressive oh he was he was really good um, obviously it looks like he's always in shape yep. so he was always ready to fight and so did, um, and I'm calling him the Turkish Delight because I can't pronounce his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but um, his wrestling looked really good. It did, yeah, yeah. Um, and he just and got rocked a couple of times. So yep. Threw it off a bit. The thing is, though, with uh, with Ben Wen winning this, Dana has shown time and again, if you put your hand up to fight, he'll let you fight. Yep. If yep. you put your hand up to fight at late notice and do him a favor, you've yeah. got another fight in the bank. If you win that fucking fight... Yeah, he's got at least two more fights in him before he has to worry about uh, where's the next one coming from. He's he's not worried at all, and I think even Uncle Dana um, tweeted his pleasure um, uh, on the fight. And um, you'll see at the moment laughing. they're looking at going into Asia in a big way. Mm. We've got Philippines card uh, coming up as soon as they can sort out the gambling on that part. Um, yeah. Their profit margin will skyrocket. I mean, they own casinos. Surely they can sort that yeah, show. Sure. Exactly. Gambling covered. <laughs> um, so uh, getting a stoppage at 4.59 of the first round. But geez, yep. wasn't he swimming just to get that stoppage? He oh, was. I thought it could have been stopped about 10 seconds early, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think there was, there was I counted, un- 12 unanswered punches, punches right that the uh, there was no real defense of. And, you know, he'd won. What a great debut. Um, yeah, perfect. Um, you win by knockout convincingly and look good doing yep. it. You've got another fight in you, at, at least one. 
Yep, at so, least one. Um, he'll have an, I reckon, maybe one more fight, um, and then he's on the Melbourne card. Yeah. Um, you know, because he's, uh, he, he's Australian now. He's been here for, yep. for more than five minutes. He's put on a good show in Adelaide. He's one of us. He is. We've talked about adopted Aussies in the lead-up to this card. This card. We we've gave got out some advice on Twitter. Yep, we've got one more. <laughs> we've got one more coming up at the end of this card, too. Okay, on to fight number two. We've got uh, the first of the two Australian matches. Uh, sorry, Australian's only match. What the fuck am I saying? Um, Brendan O'Reilly and Vic Gruich. The Convict Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what a fight. Yeah. Um, you know, with two fights into the, into the card, you've had a first-round knockout and then a three-round brawl. Look, uh, I... I think if you're putting a card together, you want as few decisions as possible. Yeah. But you want the action they had in this every fight. Yeah. yeah. You, I think in the first two rounds, especially, it was toe to toe. Fantastic. Everybody would have to be happy with that. Yeah. There was no lay and stay. It was all both fighters attacking. Uh, I think O'Reilly, uh, his way of getting out of being punched was to punch. Yep. Great which, defense. Uh, you know, great defense is good offense. Fair play to him. Um, he came out swinging, uh, went backwards swinging, went forward swinging. It, I don't think it was much left-right movement, but uh, every movement he made involved swinging. Yeah, and I think um, the first fight really set the standard for this card. Uh, yeah. I think Dana didn't come out for this fight. He sent one of his uh, associates along. I think he'd be pretty disappointed. He didn't I, sit cage side for this one. Say, all, all Both of these boys have to be picked for another fight. Yep, Exactly. The, that's, that toe-to-toe, uh, knock-em-sock-em, that wins fans in fights. And Dana yeah. said, that's what he likes to see. And, and this fight is one that could have gone either way, you know, when it went to the judges. Yeah. Um, I think the wrestling of uh, Brendan O'Reilly was clearly his advantage. Yeah. Um, certainly the first round, he uh, took Vic down. Yeah. Um, almost say easily. Yeah. Um, uh, locked in the Kimura um, from, from a half guard, but up against the cage, couldn't quite finish it. But yep. still, locked it in. You're not getting damaged. Um, and I think he eventually got to a mount and put put some some hurt on. Yeah. Um, then uh, onto the second round, and Vic started lighting him up. He did. Said, I think I had to go the other way. I thought uh, Vic had the win. Um, had the second round gone for ten seconds more, he would have had the win by submission because he had that uh, rear naked choke locked in, uh, beaten by the bell. Yeah. Which well, is, you know that's the rule. Well, speaking about it, second round, I think it definitely was Vic's. Um, Turn to put the pressure on, and yeah. his, his inside work was excellent against the cage. His oh, dirty his boxing, dirty boxing was brilliant, and you see, brilliant in close. You see, he get a, a cross grip. Um, the O'Reilly, weirdest... O'Reilly would put his left hand behind uh, Vic's head, and so Vic would get his right hand to hold on to the spare hand of, of O'Reilly, O'Reilly's and he right start punching with the um, left across. Um, and they're not knockout punches. No, but he, there was one. They're not here. soft. They're, they're, no. they're unchecked punches. That's the yeah, thing. Absolutely, they're going to add up right on the button. But, but the thing is, to get out of it, all O'Reilly had to do was take his hand off of the back of Vic's head, try and push yeah. away and circle out. Um, get to his back, really. Yeah. The only issues Vic had was when he um, gave up space. Yep. Um, and uh, Brendan showed that he's got not a bad high kick. Yeah. Um, that caught him by surprise a few. He ran out of time to secure that rear naked in the second. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think when you hear the clap and you think, ah, uh, you know what, he's not going to finish yeah, this. So yeah. maybe relaxed a little bit. I mean, that's presuming a bit. But yeah. um, but even uh, so, you have, that's the only devil's advocate I can say. You have to give the round of Vic, that oh, one. 100%. That, yeah, first round goes to uh, Brennan O'Reilly. Second round of Vic, so it's the third round where the, third the decision round. gets made. Um, yep. And it looked like uh, throwing all those punches, it took it out of both guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, look, it, you can make an argument for either fighter to win. Yeah, um, I, I think I'm, I might be the same as you, Josh. I think Vic might have had it, but uh, Brendan O'Reilly had a couple of nice takedowns. Yeah, and I, Vic couldn't get up off his back. 
I think it depends on what you really look for in fights. Yeah. Or what your, a lot of it has to do with your background and yep. obviously the... And, and where you, the judge is sitting yeah, as yep, well. Yep. Um, I, I had it to Vic, but no complaints about it going no. uh, to O'Reilly. No, it's just, it's a 28-27 uh, fight. Uh, sorry, 29-28 yep. fight, no matter which way you see yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe come Melbourne, we see a rematch. Uh, I think everyone would be fine with that. I'll be, as long as these two are fighting yep. um, yeah. look uh, I don't care who they're fighting um, yeah. they're good fighters to watch and we were saying at the start um, not the start of this podcast in our, our preview did everyone from Australia proud it's on a national stage and it really shows um, the level that uh, Australian MMA is getting towards where yeah. you've got people who are 38 years old put on a display like that and really really should be proud of Phil yeah I think um you know, with a guy like the name of Grzyk and a guy like the name of O'Reilly, I think uh, our immigration department is on the yeah, right yeah, to... No, they've done their good job. They've done they? they've quite done well. well. Um, and hopefully they can keep it going. No, a great second fight for the card. On to, uh, is this fight number three? Yep. yep. The, yep. Uh, the first female fight, first of yep. two female fights. Um, we've got the Astro Girl, um, Alex Chambers versus uh, Kaylin Curran. Yep. Um, giving up uh, 10 years, um, Astro Girl. And yeah, and fortunately she's an astrophysicist because uh, she spent the first two rounds seeing stars. Current um, wearing the, the plain trunks. Yeah. That's a throwback. Make Josh Barnett proud. <laughs> yeah. And and unfortunately, no sponsors. that's the unfortunate part. No sponsors, and she put up a hell of a fight. But at the end of the day, it shows uh, an L in her uh, win-loss column and fighters with no, uh, no stoppage wins and no sponsors don't tend to last long. Um, well, you go to the first two rounds. Um, arguably, either one of them could have been ten eight. Yeah, for, for yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all she's doing is is punching, um, uh, getting into the half guard and standing yep. up the half guard and laying in. Um, attack the front leg a little bit. Attack the yeah. Um, uh, Chambers had some nice welts um, mm. on the thighs. Mm. I, I thought there was a couple of moments in the second where um, Karen was going for the finish. Yep, and, and probably could have gotten it. Yeah, um, a little bit more power in there. Yeah, uh, do it well. Um, I think the second ended um, with a, a, a fucked up omoplata that was never going to get never anywhere. Get yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then we go on to the third, more of the same. Um, Alex Chambers looked spent. Yep. Um, looked outclassed. Yep. Uh, I mean, both fighters look raw. But, yeah. Um, and then it goes to the ground and she gets half a Kimura. Yep. Um, mm. Alex Chambers and a little bit, uh, hips are too, a little bit too far out, but it's a nice grip and it's not something that you... You're going to let go of? And you're not getting punched in the face, which is an improvement. She's uh, advanced to position. When you spent the last 13 minutes getting punched in the face. You could see she wasn't panicking, and it looked like she was uh, communicating with her corner, who must have been giving her good advice, because she held it, just tried to make those subtle little improvements, and just patient, waiting for Kaylin to make that move, and then you whack it on. Patience is the perfect term for it. You can see, after you've... You've just been fucked up for yeah. two and a half rounds. You finally got something. Yep. So many times people would just throw the house at it yeah. and, and burn their arms out. Especially with the crowd just really getting yeah. behind her for that one. Um, but she just kept the grip, kept under, yep. got underneath. And, and she wasn't going to finish with that arm lock either. I don't think Not so. in that position. She Not needed to either switch hips away. around or no. get her left leg in further so she'd go belly down. Um, I thought Kaylin Curran did a, a great job of uh, negating that. Yep. And then she stood up. And Alex Chambers switched under, got the hips under, and then that was it. But yeah. even then, uh, once the hips were under and everything, Kaylin was still stacking her. Yeah. Uh, yep. Doing well. Yep. But, but And then as soon as, like, from the stack, you've seen, I don't know how many fighters, every fighter who's ever 
got now have an armbar. You put your weight on, punch him in the face a couple of times and try and slip the arm out. Yeah. Uh, and instead, stays remain stacked. Instead, she stood up and extended her own arm right out, which is uh, exactly what Chambers wanted. She she went for the slam. Yeah. Um, second time uh, she tried it. Yeah, second yeah, time yeah. she tried it. The first time, she it kind of worked, but it should never work like that. No. Not unless you're, say, Rampage Jackson or <laughs> someone like that. Yeah. But when you don't get it the first time, that round either no. so, um, the thing is I mean there is a time to stand up is when you can pull the arm out yeah and, mm. uh, but generally you've got to get the elbow past the hip first Chambers was yep. too good of a grip um, when she stood up the, the second time you could see as soon as the feet are over the head you were like nah this is it yep um, yeah. what a comeback victory I think you're going to notice a bit of a theme through this card and it's going to be heart the uh, Australian fighters yeah. just showed heart and getting beat up, you know, it wasn't close, those rounds. And no, it wasn't even close. Her demeanor, she looked defeated, but no, she wasn't. She still kept in there, marined, hungry, and like you said, one opportunity. Had, no, had no right to still have that attitude. Yeah, yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Um, but hey, good honor. Hey, well done. What a great... Um, and I think both fighters have um, got something to take away from this one to work on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think that'll actually... It'll work really well for Curran as well, because uh, yep. yeah. she, she thought she had it in the bag. It just shows you, you spend... Five seconds uh, not concentrating, you're done. Yeah, you're done. And it seems like um, most of the focus goes on to the main card for the fights these days, but with the free ones on Fox, it's getting hard to get on a preliminary card yep. now because mm. they're such good quality fights. And there's so many yeah. people on there just trying to make their name. Yeah, and yep. doing well. Um, so yeah, it's a good showing for the first women's fight. Yeah. Okay, next fight is Dylan the Villain versus Bradley Scott. Yep. Um, Bradley Scott who was a dance partner for uh, Robbie Whittaker during his uh, the Ultimate Fighter finale. He was. One of the best fights we've ever seen. It was. Very, um, very good And fight. this is a bloody good fight too. Isn't it? A, yep. a great even matchup. Yep. Um, I thought the first round, um, Scott showed that his wrestling was uh, better and his yep. uh, octagon control and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and his chin. His yeah. chin was great. He copped a few and just it, not, not having it. He no sold a couple of nice uppercuts. He was able to control um, uh, Andrews. Um, yeah. But, in the, the little uppercuts in the clinch and, yep. and breaking off just the clinch. In the, in the plum. Uh, they were saying he's an undefeated uh, Muay Thai fighter. Muay Thai, yeah. So you could just see his clinch work was really strong and his, his grips with his left hand. Uh, Dylan had a, a bit of a tough time breaking those grips, pressed up against the cage and yep. was made to pay for it. Uh, but but when he did, he, he landed the, the significant shots in the first round. Absolutely. He, he dropped, dropped him twice. Part of the ring control that Scott did really well was using his head just to, yep. to pressure yeah. uh, Andrews to keep Andrews' head up while he's going yep. against the cage yeah. means yeah. those uh, nice little roundhouse lefts found their mark quite often. But uh, I gave the first round to, to the villain. Yep, yep. same here. Uh, uh, good, uh, an honest 10 9 round. Yeah, yep. yep. But there's so many shots that um, Scott wore, and you see um, sometimes you can panic. Yeah, and start lashing out like yep. we've seen on some of the previous fights, but he just took him on the chin. Yeah, well, the first one we got dropped, it was like he was allergic to the floor. Wouldn't he? Just, Didn't yeah, he bounce straight up? back up? Straight back up, press against the cage again. He's got a ghetto booty. He just hits the ground and bounces straight back up. Yeah, and for Andrews, you'd have to think, that was a good shot. And next second, he's straight back on you. Um, so on to the second round, and I think uh, Scott started to land a few punches. He did, and Dylan took him. Took him, but I think uh, he started to... After one or two of them, he went, 
well, yep, these are hard. Yeah, yeah. I think about uh, the three-minute mark, you could see his footwork was suddenly a bit flatter. A little bit flatter, um, looking he was, down. He was taking those little sort of stutter steps where you're like, ooh, shit, yeah. uh, the floor seems a bit uneven right here. Dropped his head a little bit too. Exactly right. He started to drop his head when he's leading in and caught a few little uppercuts in there. Yep. Um, once he hit the ground, uh, oh, sorry, before that, Yeah. Um, I think the fight should have been stopped. Yeah, well, uh, to, to the to the rule book, it uh, should have been waved off. Should have been um, a ticko to um, uh, to Scott. Scott, uh, uh, when uh, Andrews called for uh, to stop the fight because he couldn't see because he thought he got an eye poke. Yeah, um, I thought it was a clear punch. Yeah, it was a clear I, punch. And even if it is an eye poke, it's not up to the fighter to, to determine no. that. He keeps on fighting, and yeah, the referee a, calls the eye poke. If it, a, if it a wasn't tap. a clean punch. Well, it wasn't anything. Uh, the only thing I could see he might complain about is the seam, which is still a clean punch. Which is still. I, I think he just didn't know, and he got he, he couldn't see out of his eye, and so he's trying to tell the ref, "I can't yeah. see out of my eye." Well, but that, that's a that, that's, a, that's where you a call tap. a fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm with the commentators on that one. Yeah, um, it's the only thing the, the commentators got right tonight. So <laughs> yeah. fucking hopeless, Anakin and Florin. But um, it, it didn't matter because uh, Scott controlled it from there. Once he hit the ground, he was always in control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that uh, the, the guillotine he could have finished. I think a bit, the first guillotine. The first guillotine yeah, yeah. could a bit earlier, uh, and then he was setting up the dash choke, which uh, I think he should have finished that one because I like the dash choke. I would have preferred to have seen that in the guillotine, but uh, and, um, and then finished with an army in guillotine, which isn't the easiest way to finish. But no. ten seconds left, it looked like it was nice and tight, and, and you got, it, he got to mount and just lean back and yeah. Yeah. fuck we that. Could see, he was in half guard and just rotate those hips around so you could put that pressure on and Dylan Andrews had nothing yeah. else to do yeah. but yeah. to try and escape position. by rolling over. Andrews comes out of the fight another half inch taller than when he went in, Man. and uh, you know he's pretty much put his body in traction. And the thing is, he's had a couple of losses and. They're not bad losses. They're no. good losses, but they're still losses. They're still losses. That's what's hard. Yeah, an honourable loss is something, yeah. but you can't have too many of them in a row. Yeah, and no. I want to see him back. I want to see him back. I love Dylan. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Great fighter. I think, though, an entertaining loss yeah. is much, much better than a shit loss. So I, I don't think he's uh, he's out of a job yet. I don't yeah. think that's a big call. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> not, it's yeah. not a big call, but um, he's the sort of guy that you still want to see him fight because yeah. he's not going to be the defensive, counter-punching uh, lay on top of someone and just eke out time. He's going to be someone who's going to go out, throw some bombs, and see what happens. Uh, in this case, hasn't worked out so well for him, but uh, next fight, it'll be entertaining if nothing else. And I think um, you might see Dylan come back again because they're trying to expand across Australia, and he's got popularity here. Uh, plenty of NZ fellas uh, in here too. So, too. How, what, long, look, how what, long do you reckon it'll be until there's a tough New Zealand? New Zealand versus Australia. I think Australia's fucked there. I'm I going to say, you, you might not be able to tell the difference between the two teams. <laughs> no, I think, I think if all the Kiwis go home, Australia's rooted. <laughs> um, look, I think at uh, Dylan Andrews, his, in his division, at his level, yep. he's not going to come up against many people with the chin of Brad Scott. Yeah. Um, so he, he might fare better, but uh, you know, there's a big body who, who took out this one. Yeah, and the only thing I can say is that Dana wasn't there cage side watching it, which might work against him because he didn't get to have a chat mm. to him afterwards and you know get that real feel for it. And yep. but we'll wait and see. I hope we see him again. Um, um, I'm, I'm sure we will. I'm still yeah. holding on hope for yeah. Australia versus New Zealand tough. Mark Hunt versus Carl Noak. That'd be fun. For who? <laughs> not for Kyle <laughs> not for coaching he'd win the coaches challenges I reckon unless it was table tennis none of his table tennis I, I've never seen Kyle Noak play but I guarantee he ain't got no hunt yep. if you haven't seen Mark Hunt play table tennis search that shit on YouTube it's fucking astounding yep so this one we've got uh, 
Rowdy Beck Rawlings versus Lisa the Garden Trellis Ellis. Uh, that hasn't been her nickname for long. Uh, so far, seven seconds. I don't know what a trellis is. Do they do trellises preside in gardens often? Yeah, that's the thing that ivy grows up to the top window where young... Trellis? Trellis. No, is this truss? No, that's what keeps the building up. You know what? Yeah. There's a good chance all three of us have no fucking clue what we're talking <laughs> about when it comes to trellises or trellises or... That's why this isn't clicking gardening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but she needs a nickname. She needs a few sponsors too. She probably doesn't. She's probably not fighting again, so... <laughs> Lisa Ellis. She, what they say? 16 fights or something like that she's had. Yeah. Um, uh, 11 wins by sub. She that. was in the like fighter too, though, wasn't she? Yeah, yep. teammates yeah. with Beck Rollins. And uh, the fact um, we haven't heard anything about her means she didn't do too well. Well, we heard a bit about her when she uh, called Beck a bad mum. Which um, is not smart. No, and look, there's been plenty of criticism about uh, Beck Rawlings' home life involving tons of stuff. You can look it up online if you want to. But um, I don't think she's the sort of woman you want mad, really. Because what she doesn't settle in the ring, she might settle in the car park. It's the Adelaide way. Um, And and the Brisbane way, too. It's, a, it's not really that much of a shame that Lisa Ellis didn't have any sponsors because she had a bit of a wardrobe malfunction, so she couldn't show them off anyway. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, you'd be uh, be pretty cheeky, um, no pun intended, if you're getting sponsors on your, your underclothes, uh, <laughs> on the, the, the second, uh, second, second layer. layer. Well, speaking of which, uh, Sam Alvey had some interesting sponsorship, which we'll get to ahead. A- ahead. Um, <laughs> now, uh, actually talking about the fight, um, I thought this was a a much improved performance from Beck Rollinson besides even yeah. getting the win it was technical it was, wasn't all um, rush um, and brawling and flailing she so, showed some really good defence on, on the ground I think a lot of that's from her time in tough she's realised that there are girls who are so well rounded yep um, uh, not just her time in tough but the connections she made over there yes yeah. in terms uh, of training partners and yep. coaches and uh, just Options for having this as your number one job. Well, yeah. she spent her, her most of her uh, training camp and build up to this fight over I think it's Alliance over in mm. America, where she's had much better grappling partners and. Yes. She'd try and fight like them, which you know it's entertaining, but uh, now she she's so much better. So much more professional. Um, it was it was a great finish. Um, yeah, once it uh, got to the ground, she had good control. We thought she could have um, continued to just go for the ground and pound, or she had the arm isolated. But uh, once she got the back, um, she had a full minute to go in the, in, in the first. Bef- uh, once she got uh, a, a nice forearm across the neck, um, just start squeezing, start arcing the back, and uh, we'll take this one home. Yeah, I think that was the uh, the difference is. With that rear naked, you can collapse the person in front of you and um, you know really attack the carotid arteries by uh, putting them out that way, or you can arch your back and really try and rip their head off. And I dare say, I'm going to assume Beck knows both techniques, and she decided, nah, fuck this, I'm pulling this well, bitch's head off. Well, you, you crunch forward when you're really deep under the chin. When you've got it in really nice, it's, it's a little crunch forward and, and they go to sleep. When it's not quite in, or if you're just on the chin, you can arc your back and just pull back on it. It's a little bit nasty, and um, sometimes it hurts enough on the jaw that they just pop the little jaw up so they can uh, get a little bit of breather, and of course, then it's in. It looked like she was well under with that one, though. And I didn't she look did like she had the hand behind the head so strongly, but uh, either way, she was uh, certainly with, taking that yeah, one home. With, with a full minute to go, she can. 
the technique's good enough, you can muscle it through and, and yeah, really squeeze it on. Um, you're not going anywhere. And Garden Trellis just had no options. She had no options. No sponsors, no options. And uh, Rowdy yeah. Beck Rollins takes away the and little maybe bit. no job. So we continue on on the undercard. We got Dan Kelly versus Smile and Sam Alvey. Um, How do you think he got the nickname Smile and Sam? <laughs> can we just put a microphone on Smile and Sam Alvey any chance we can get? Our, uh, our pick for fight of the night. Um, performance of the night, performance I, of the I night. say. Uh, yeah. His post-match speech, what a, what a, what a champion. We were saying uh, in our uh, preview... This guy, it's hard not to like him, man. Uh, he he gets it. You are not a good person if you don't like smiling. Yeah, Sam Alvey. like I said on Twitter, the only reason you don't like uh, Sam Alvey is if you despise happiness. <laughs> That's the only reason. Um, uh, number one uh, pick on this card for adopted Aussie. Yep, he's the one that we're going to get behind. Yeah. So if any ladies out there are looking for a, a bloke, uh, jump on it. I think he's actually already got a wife, but a model girlfriend, a model <laughs> wife. Uh, get get out of the way. Good luck with that. Um, if a couple of you can gang up on her, and you know. Scooter somewhere off the side. Good luck. Uh, you're country proud. Probably better off trying to gang up on Sam. <laughs> a better shot. Um, it, it was a, a great fight. He said, yeah. um, you know, the, the boxing uh, that he worked on saw an opening in Dan yep. Kelly and, and just uh, lit him up. And I mean, our, our preview for this, we, we were back in Dan. We, were, <laughs> we tried to make it as, as optimistic as we could be, but it was always going to be a tough fight in Sam. Yeah. Um, lots of power, smart fighter coming up. And oh, I mean, exactly right on the way up. Dan's been through some wars, so yeah, you know, said, much respect to him. Been to four Olympics is not a bad athlete. Yeah, oh, yep. bloody, absolute champion bloke. But unfortunately, he's just come up against a, a younger guy who had a, a better weapon on the night. Uh, yeah. That right hook, uh, uh, cop three of them in about an eight second time period, and yeah. that'll put anyone. Uh, around. What an excellent stoppage! Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. Steve Percival was the ref there. He's actually my first BJJ coach. Um, it, Perfect timing. Got in there, saw the fight. No, nah, 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 this is done. Yep. There was no hesitation. Um, it's uh, not the first good stoppage on the night, um, but uh, it's good to see when the refs get it right. All right, deeper into the undercard now. We're nearly getting towards the main events, and we've got uh, Kyle Noak versus Jonathan Webb, who, who wins the award for the stupidest spelling of a first name we've ever yeah. seen. So I'm just going to call him Spud. Spud Webb. Yeah, I'd, I think you have to, just because uh, the only other name you could really throw at him is Spider, and there's already enough spiders he's going around the UFC. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's not up to the, the... There's only one Spider in the UFC that you can't really uh, take that off him. Um, interesting fight. Um, I thought the first two rounds is one each, yep. um, quite clear. Yep. Um, in our preview, we said that Kyle would want to keep it standing. Um, he won't want to uh, go to the ground with a Henzo Gracie black belt. Mm. Um, he surprised me a little bit. He jumped into the guard a couple of times. Yeah. And it's just his instinct on defending. You know, he what defended are, bloody well. What are very quick and very um, sort of tough submissions from uh, Jonathan Webb, yeah. especially when he dropped for that that heel hook. Or, he wasn't the, sure what he was going for. Yeah, the, it was either going to be a, a leg lock or a heel hook, and he was sort of halfway between the two. But yeah. geez, he got there quick, didn't he? Yeah, and you can see you no, know, he was worried about that too. You see him like sort of yelling out, and it was, it was panic time. Um, and then he switched it into a, a rolling calf slicer, mm. and Noakes' defense was on point. Yep, yep. It was so quick to lock up that leg and then go for his own toe hold. Yeah, and tighten it up. So yeah. you can only imagine this is something he's drilled again and again and again. And, and you, you notice the commentators paid no credit to Noak for this defense, no, which none. kind of makes sense for why they did a terrible job commentating the fight <laughs> and scoring it at the end, let's be honest. Um I think the, the toehold he went there was as much a defensive toehold as it was um, going for the Exactly. It wasn't really going for the finish. Mm. Um, but yeah, you, clearly first round for Webb. 
Um, second round, uh, Noke was very smart um, when he got on his feet. He didn't just back away and say stand up. He got a few kicks in first. Yep. Um, you're not going to finish with those kicks, but you're going to score points. Yeah. And uh, considering Webb's biggest advantage was his speed, especially his lateral movement, yep. taking that away with a few kicks of the ass uh, certainly doesn't hurt. Yeah. Not a bad idea at all. Mm. And the thing is, I, I don't see how he can really score that one for Webb no round way. two. I mean, he, he, he literally got, got his ass kicked for most of the round. He got some takedowns, but the thing is, if you're going to give him um, points for getting a takedown and he doesn't do any offense when he's taking him down, then you have to give the other guy points for getting out of it and getting back to his feet. Well, that's it. I mean, he did take him down, but there was no damage done. Yeah, and, yeah. and no got back to his feet. So it's kind of, it's like uh, you don't give points to someone for attempting submissions because yep. if they attempt a submission, then the other guy defended it and they didn't get it on. So it evens it out. And a couple of those takedowns, they weren't like, uh, no, stuffed him. He just olayed him. Yeah, exactly. Um I thought it was actually some poor fight strategy from Webb there. Um, when he, he was on the ground, he had the, the dominance. Um, uh, on the stand-up, you know, he was quicker, but Noak has got a distinct reach advantage. Mm. And Noak's kicks, I think, at the end of the day, especially in the third, was what turned it for him. Yeah. Um, that's what gave him, you know, that's what I gave him the, the round for. Mm. I think I remember Webb let him stand up at some stage. Yeah, uh, Noak's on his back. He's yeah. like, you know, all right, like backed off, got up. I'm like, no. what are you doing, son? I, I thought, especially Webb's, with Webb's skill on the ground being on top, he yeah. really dominated there. Yeah, I, obviously Webb's got a plan. Um, I guess it didn't involve winning, but you know, look, he'll go away thinking he was unlucky not to get the t- decision, but he didn't do himself any favors with some of the strategy he had. Yeah, exactly. In that final round, first round he was great. Actually. Okay, in the final fight of the undercard, you've got Hiyoki versus Dan Hooker, the Kiwi. Um, I'll be honest, when we saw the, uh, the the first round, I thought Hooker looked outclassed. Yeah, uh, I think he was in most of the second round too, to be honest. Y- yeah. Hiyoki's uh, guard passing, fantastic. It was, but he wasn't doing enough damage while he was doing it. He yeah. was excellent work to get uh, takedowns for starters. Yep. Mm. Then he'd get to the ground. Um, and, and working hard to pass the guard, but not doing any damage. Mm. No, I didn't really see him isolate an arm. I didn't. Oh. See, he got swept um, in round one. Put an elbow in the throat. Put an elbow across his nose. Well, it seemed like he got down into his guard, and he just thought, "All right, now this is the part where I pass guard." Yep. And that's it. Didn't yep. worry about putting pressure on his face, and then just jumping across, or even trying to stack him against the fence. Well, the, he's right next to the fence. He started ground and pounding. The commentary was saying that he wanted to win by mounted triangle. And it did seem like he was, you know, looking too hard for that one solution rather than yeah. just uh, wanting to win the fight, and, which, and look, in hindsight, you'd say was probably a mistake. Yes, definitely. Um, and like you're saying, he had a great position against the cage, um, and then he went went to the mount. Um, and Dan Hooker used the cage perfectly for that, yeah. Uh, yeah, the that, that escape. Um, uh, but anyway, he was still landing it. Um, uh, a, a few nice shots up. Um, Dan Hooker was going for his high kicks, but mm. getting caught. Um, a lot, but yeah. foreshadowed what what was to come. Yeah, and it was set up by um, um, Hatsu making a, a really good body kick and sort of mm. crumpling him up. And then you see he starts going to the body, doesn't yeah. move his head out the road. Yeah, and yeah. you see his hands are dropped, and it's just one of those things. This guy, he's been throwing head kicks all, all night. night. 
But the thing is, it looked like, looked like he could have recovered from that head kick, but it was that punch on the way down yeah. yep. oh. that put him out. And yeah. you just see his face just go blank and his body just plank. And yep. it took him a good couple of minutes before he knew where he was again. Yeah. And I, I just wasn't sure if it was in the post-fight interview or I read it online, but apparently Hooker actually learnt um, Southpaw for this fight. Not intentionally. He just started learning different techniques, Southpaw, and really enjoyed it. So he stuck with it. It's funny. I've, I've heard... Um, you probably know who this is. Um, it, there was another fighter whose punching was... Frank uh, Mir. It was Frank Mir, was it? Yep. His, his technique was so bad that his uh, boxing coach said, you know what, I can't teach you, I can't correct that technique. Yep. Switch to Southpaw and we'll, we'll start from scratch. But, Maybe that's something that's happened here, but the kicks were on point. Mm. It's either Frank Mir or Rocky, one or the other. <laughs> yeah, Rocky was always Southpaw. He didn't fight nothing else. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that was the end of the undercard right there. Um, yep. So now it moves into fight night, but... Just looking at that undercard, you've got yeah. some great got, battles. Yeah, got value for money right there. Uh, I, I tell you what, you could have just shown the undercard, and if you had a bit of extra time, you could have shown some of the main card fights in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, uh, I think, probably three or four. Goes to show what can happen in mixed martial arts when everything's on the line, when you can punch, you can kick, yep. you can grapple, you yep. can roll around. One little mistake, you know, you, you yeah. forget, forget to keep that right hand up yeah. and boom, out comes the, the big kick. And actually, it's not over the arms raised. Um, and that just shows that it's fantastic to see those come from behind. I mean, if you're the guy winning, you hate to see it. Yeah. But you, as a spectator, you just... Uh, touchdown, you know, the, the big home run in the night. And the, shot. the second local to pull it off on the card too. Well, New Zealand local. Yep. We've played it in the Gold Coast, surely. If, he's, if he doesn't live in the Gold Coast, he's probably moving there right now. <laughs> he looks like... We, we were just talking before. Um, he looks a bit like a surfer, and I don't know how many surfing beaches there are in, in New Zealand. Yeah, true. So, um, anyway, that is the end of the great uh, undercard, but we move into uh, the main card, and the first fight is one of the, the biggest-looking fights, um, Vic versus Jake, the Celtic kid, Matthews. Um, and we, we spoke about it, how good this fight will look. You know, there's uh, 9-0 and 7-0 and um, going against it. And Jake Matthews is an absolute stud. Um, he's going to be something great. Absolutely. Yep. Do you like it or do you not? Ah, oh, I don't mind it. As long as it's at the right time. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's one of the things that if uh, if you win while you do it, you look like you own yep. the place. If uh, you lose, you look like a knob. But let's be honest, the fight went for 4 minutes and 50 seconds. Jake Matthews won 4 minutes and 40 seconds of it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, he, he was a, an absolute beast. He, he was landing everything he wanted to land. Aggressive. Uh, aggressive. Great wrestling. Great control up against the cage. Um, Changed angles too. Yep, beautiful cool. stuff. He, he did everything he wanted to do. Just that one mistake on head, head positioning. Yep. Um, he either had to have it in the chest or he had to have it in the pocket. Instead, he had it in the armpit and... That's what cost him. Yeah, cocked one knee. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, on, on the takedown, I think he went down to one knee a little bit early as well. I think he copped that double knee and he got a couple of uppercuts in the clinch too. Yeah. So I reckon he might have just been not recovering, but just take stock. Yep. Wrong spot, spot to take stock. It's mm. probably the right idea though. Yeah. Like, I'll yeah. hold him up against the cage, yep. but fell down, yeah. put the head in the wrong spot, like you're saying, yep. the head went in the armpit. Um, but how quick was Vic locking yeah. up? Yeah, absolutely. That was... Cool. like. Anyone who says uh, that was a lucky sub is nah, wrong. Nah. There is no such thing as a lucky sub when you put it on that quickly. Yeah, um, it was in- he's, he's drilled it. He knows it. He's from um, Team Lloyd Irving, so anyone knows about uh, holding someone into submission, that's them. 
and um, he just did that move really well. Uh, the guillotine was in really nice. Um, I, I thought it was in good enough, and then he went to the high elbow guillotine. Yeah, mm, uh, yeah. You can see Jake Matthews has thrown his uh, his left hand in to try and block it, but it was too late. Yep. It was just on too good. Um, what a great finish! Um, but you know, Jake he's shown a lot in the first four minutes and forty seconds. Yep. And he's only twenty. We keep saying it. He's only twenty. Twenty years old. So remember this fella. I think the big thing though is he didn't take much damage. So if a if a spot opens up soon, maybe Dana yeah. gives him a call. Yep. yep, there's no recovery time for him. Yep, yeah, he's right to go. And he won't actually, have a medical suspension or anything. I actually think his last fight that he won, he might have actually been a late inclusion for that one. Was that one or one before? I, I no, I think it was the last. Moved up the card. Might have been, uh, yeah, uh, just shimmed his way up and had a victory where no one expected him to win that fight. Yeah. And he's, yeah. I don't think I don't think he. He'll lose any fans from this fight. Nah, not yeah. at all. Uh, disappointed to get his first loss, but yeah. uh, he'll, he'll learn from that. Hey, he looks like he loves being in the cage, which yep. you know, yep. important. 20 years old, he's going to go places. Looks like it's where he belongs. But, you know, full credit to Vic. He saw an opportunity, took it, and got the win. Yep. Absolutely. So the next fight, we got Anthony Parosh versus Sean O'Connell. Um, Parosh, 42, giving up 11 years to Sean O'Connell which um, you know at 31 you wouldn't think he'd be giving up that, that much experience it's true um, that long um, I think we said Parosh's first appearance at the USC was USC 66 or, or something like that yeah it was it was way when, down there I think it was one of the first UFCs in Australia um, possibly possibly yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if it was, it was, was that uh, Sinisic headlining he was uh, definitely on the first one yeah Sinisic I don't uh, know who was headlining but he was definitely was, on the first one uh, I don't know if they were fighting in Australia back then um, yeah but uh, yeah, I, I can't remember. I, I could look it up, but I can't be asked. Um, but uh, do you remember the Sydney one? He was on the card of. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it sounds right. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it, it probably was. Uh, I don't know if Elvis was headlining, but anyway, mm. um, look, uh, blocked a lot of punches with his face. We said win or lose is in exciting fights. Yes, um, it was a highlight reel. Yeah, uh, I don't know if um, uh, the hippo got to land a punch. No, I got a maximum, maximum, massive amount of respect for Parosh uh, for getting in the ring. Any bloke who's willing to go through uh, that deserves respect. Um, Unfortunately, it wasn't his day. Uh, He got dazed with the first punch and it just got worse from there. Um, He wouldn't have had that game plan, obviously. He would have liked to try and close distance, uh, maybe get a takedown and work from there. Um, Didn't happen and he's on his up ass. Yeah, well, he wasn't on his ass. Um, no, his, his legs wouldn't give him up. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually um, a good point. It's a, a great stoppage from the ref again. Yep. It, yeah, It's not very often you see uh, a ref call a stoppage in the first minute while yep. somebody's still on their feet. Um, but uh, it, it was a, an awesome job from the ref. Um, yep. It was a great stoppage. He was still up, but he was just wearing punches left and right. Yeah. Um, one thing I've noticed with mixed martial arts is that with the criticism that referees cop, the fans are generally willing to give them credit for when they make right decisions, yep. which is a bit mm. different from other sports. Yeah, um, it's it, it was you've got to give it when when it's done so well yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, onward to the co-main event being uh, Robert the Reaper Whitaker um, versus Tavares. Yeah, Brad Tavares. Brad Tavares, who's the first ranked fighter that Whitaker's faced, I, I believe, and his second fight at middleweight too. On Ultimate Fighter, he was actually um, in the light, uh, welterweight division. Welterweight, so yeah. okay. So this is the first ranked a ranked fighter he's fought. It won't be the last. No, absolutely not. What an impressive showing! Yeah, um, and a razor, a razor sharp 
punches. Yeah. Uh, laser-like precision. Yep. Um, good feeling out for the first minute or so, and Tavares is no slouch. Yeah. No right. doubt. He is an absolute beast. Yep. Um, set it up with the right kick and the left hook come through and on the button. And the power that he's managed to, to get by going to middleweight. But it was that... that it wasn't quite a hook and it wasn't an uppercut. It was that in-between sort of cross and he really... You see him drive his whole upper body hips into yeah. it. Yeah. The punch starts from his toes and just... He gets that torque and that punch when that lands. Oh, you're going to feel it, that shit. It was a short little punch though, wasn't it? Yeah. There mm. was enough power on it. Um, and Tavares popped straight back up and got another one for his troubles. Well, what, what I liked about that punch was that he set it up with that front kick. That, but he mm, threw yeah. that front kick... And- to get the distance stay in the pocket and then land that left hook it looked like a, a well rehearsed mm. combo yeah. the only thing that disappointed me about that punch was that he didn't follow through um, raise his fist in the air and shout show Rukin <laughs> um, I think he missed an opportunity there but I'll tell you what geez, he gave a shout at once uh, the ref stepped in didn't he and, oh. and the thing is that's a bit of his trademark now and again ref done an awesome job stopped it yep. just as it should have been stopped not yep. a second too late yeah I I no, a lot of fighters say, oh, I was still in the fight. I was still going. Nope. No, no you weren't, champ. You were no, face down on the mat and you, your eyes might have been open, but you weren't home. The bell rang and you were outclassed. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty much how it um, happened. And uh, again, Uncle Dana on Twitter, he loved the fight yeah. too. So Robbie's going to get uh, more main events. Um, I don't think we'll see him on the undercard. have a baby soon so he said he doesn't want to fight until the Melbourne card well, and he's on the main event of the Melbourne card and there's lots oh, of big fights in that middleweight division to sort out who's who and where's where so expect those fights to take place before the Melbourne card and we'll have a really good idea of where Tavares next fight's going to be uh, and, and Whitaker. Oh, against who sorry um, yeah, yeah Whitaker. my bad um, well, I think Tavares before the fight was ranked 14th yeah so you'd expect Whitaker to get ranked around there yeah so I'd like to see him fight another fighter in that 10 to 14 yep. Um, yep. ranking um, yep. otherwise you know we want to see him progress slowly they've been talking Bisping might be a good fight oh that'd be a great fight yeah I, I think it'd be brilliant because neither of them are boring fighters yeah. they're both going to go out and try and win um, and Bisping wily old veteran a very he, he's seen every trick in the book yep and he's not short on power when he needs it so well, I, I, I mean, love that matchup well that's been the um, criticism of Bisping is he hasn't had that knockout power mm. um, if you remember the fight against Mayhem Miller where yep. Miller was out and he yeah. just couldn't put him away yeah Whitaker doesn't have that problem. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I, I agree. I think that's a great fight. I love that matchup. Yeah. I think it's a good test for Whitaker against somebody with a lot of experience, and I'd back Whitaker. Uh, good chin to uh, Bisping, but if Whitaker wins, he'll deserve it. He's got a great chin. And yeah. the other fight, which I think would be interesting, would be um, the return of Tim Kennedy versus okay. Rob Whitaker. I think you haven't seen Whitaker face that out and out wrestler. Like, Tavares has a wrestling background, but he, I think he's Hawaiian, which I mean. Yes. You know, he's still American, but yeah. you don't have that collegiate just competition yeah. from the get-go. And yeah. Tim Kennedy is being a bit disillusioned with um, PED use in uh, his division. And so yep. he's sat out for a while. This could be the one that gets him back interested. I still want to see the Bisping fight in Melbourne. Bisping yeah. misses Australian. He may as well be Australian. Yeah. Um, let see, see what happens. He usually fights on every Australian card. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like that matchup. Tim Kennedy, I think it might be... Early for Whitaker, but yeah. you know if he takes it, you know that's a that's a big scalp to have on yep. your resume. Um, so on to the main event: um, Hunt versus Miokic. Yep. Um, look, I'm not going to do a round by round no. with this one because every round was just about the same. You can copy yeah. paste. Um, 
two blokes came in, uh, Hunt got punched. Um, oh, you wouldn't say... Hunt never looked like he was going to quit, um, yeah. but that's because he, he, gonna fight either, he, he doesn't. Um, Look, he had some nice haymakers, but uh, Stipe just wasn't on the end of them. Yeah, uh, uh was too fast. Yeah. Um, he, the, they were talking before the fight about... felt like it. Yep. Put him on the ground and punched him in the head. And Hunt looked better in Mexico at altitude on late notice. And this one he had a full camp to train in his home hometown. Um, maybe he just had enough. I know he, he had lots of problems at home and he's probably yeah. just a bit disillusioned. Maybe. Time to hang it up. But um, what, what I didn't like was the booing of, of Miocic because, look, he came in, he did exactly what he needed to do to win and he did it amazing. Like, what, what do you expect I a mean, guy to people do? People are complaining they didn't, he didn't let Hunt stand up and punch him. Of course I mean, he didn't. I'm not going to fucking let him stand up and punch me either. Yeah. He's, he punches damn hard. Yep. Um, the, the thing I couldn't believe was uh, after three and a half rounds of getting punched in the head, and um, he, he's got um, Hunt down, and the ref's like, give me a reason to stop it. You know, yep. Fight back, fight back. And Hunt's throwing backwards hammer fists. <laughs> yeah, the that, flicks. That will hurt nobody, yep. but it's enough to say, look, I'm fighting. Yeah. Like, dude, cover up. Actually, I uh, mentioning that, I did see some photos online of it would have been round three or four. There's actually, no, round four, I think it was, round four or five. There was a towel in the ring. Right. And they're not sure if it was left in there or if Hunt's Corner threw it in and the referees didn't see it. Well, if Hunt's Corner thrown it in, they should have thrown in more. Yeah. Um, yeah, throw in the, fuck it, throw in the stool, throw in yeah. the chair, yeah. throw in everything because uh, he, he was done. And, you can't let your man go down like that. No. Uh, that's the only thing. Hunt will not quit. We, we yep. know that. He's got an iron chin. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor should have stopped it. The ref should yep. have stopped it. His corner should have stopped it. It wasn't a good look at all. Uh, when, the, when the doctor came in, I thought there's no way they can let this continue. Yep. I don't um, know how he did. Part of, part of you wants to see Hunt go out on his shield, but I want to see him live next year too. Yeah, I want to, I want to see him walk and talk yeah. when he's 50. The thing is, going down your shield is probably um, getting a clean knockout against Verdum, something like that. Getting repeatedly bashed in the skull. It's, you know, it's not a, it's not good because we've just got the UFC in Melbourne and the main criticism of it was the barbarism of yep. it. This isn't a good look. We need the refs getting to stop that. And also, I didn't like that the UFC rep at the post-fight press conference didn't come out and say that and address it. He just yep. said, look, I'm, I'm not a ref. Or I'm not really sure try to be too diplomatic no this you got to come out and say that's wrong it was wrong you got to set that precedent and like we said it was wrong by the ref it was wrong by the doc it was wrong by Hunt's corner yep. the mm-hmm. good thing I can say is that um, the reaction on Twitter from uh, everyone from Dana White to um, Phil Brooks yeah. to every other fighter we saw said fuck this stop that yeah. stop this yep. fight everyone knows Mark Hunt's tough yep. and he's already proven that yep. when you saw the live tweeting everyone was saying that it was like yeah. the doctor yeah. left people, people stopped watching the fight yeah, I mean, look, every right to, too. Yep. Had the doctor stopped it, Hunt would have been pissed. Yep. I'm fine with that because that saves him. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so the other positive is Stipe did exactly what he did. Uh, what he needed to do showed that he is the man to challenge for the belt yep. in this division. And we were talking about adopted Aussies online and before early in this podcast. He's got family in Melbourne. Yep. Um, I remember when uh, Baghdadis had family in Melbourne for the Australian Open when he was good. We claimed him. Claimed so him. let's not boo the bloke. Let's get behind him. I tell you what, I would not mind seeing um, Verdum versus Stipe yeah. in, in Melbourne in November. Yep, absolutely. It, oh, I'd buy a ticket. I tell you what, if uh, UFC wants to put on a big card, a yeah. big super card yep. for, for that event, Nothing better than the heavyweight championship, but 
And I mean, let's keep behind him. Let's try and make it happen. You know, campaign on Twitter. Yeah. Let's try and claim Stipe as an adopted Aussie. Get behind him. You know, we've got someone that could possibly bring a belt or win a belt in Australia. Yep. I want to see, I want to see that fight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And look, Miokic isn't the worst name that's been on the back of an Aussie Guernsey. Okay. Uh, look at all the Socceroos, pretty much. Take yeah. them off. And the thing is, there's a huge um, community of... Uh, Croatians. Croatians. Uh, I don't know if he's Croatian or Serbian or... Just don't get him confused. <laughs> so he the Slavic Croatian flag on his uh, shirt. So uh, and he's confident. training with Krokop too. <laughs> so, there, there's two big hints there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, probably not a big Serbian following for him, but... Uh, and I mean... Um, but uh, to, to me, it put a sour note on what was a brilliant card. It did. And it wasn't Miokic's fault. Not at all. Brilliant. Um, I thought the crowd was poor too. Like yep. you said, booing him. The doc, the ref, all yep. their mistakes. And for the most part, the crowd were excellent with the boos. They only booed Reebok. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't agree with booing any fighter. If anyone gets in that cage is willing to put their yeah. life on the damn line, they deserve your respect, unless they're complete knobheads. Well, anyone trying to tell you that a pair of pumps are better than a pair of double pluggers can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Well, that was uh, UFC Adelaide. Um, all up, a uh, fantastic card. They put together fighters that wanted to really bring it um, yep. and just whets the appetite for Melbourne in November. Bring it on. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for coming along for the ride with us. Cheers, guys. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.